Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome to WJBR Internet Radio. And let's give it a second for the people who are watching to um, catch up. And uh, we'll be going live in a few seconds. Love. Hate. Men. Women. Community. People. (laughs) Music. Me. <laughs> I know it's going to say I'm retarded at the end. Go ahead. Church. Ugh. Sex. Memories. <laughs> Javon, you up. <laughs> All right. Lyrics. Oh, work. <laughs> Musical. Genius. Billy Holiday. My mama. <laughs> Money. Girlfriend. Personality. Ugh. People don't have it. But we try. Thank you so much. <laughs> Hello, this is Mickey Howard, and you're in the space with Javon and Therese. Hi, this is Mason, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect. Some of your favorite movies, and I'm at brunch in the basement with uh, Tobias and Siobhan. <laughs> Stay here, here with me. Stay here, here with me. Stay here, here with me. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Tobias on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see, that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with your bonnet to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> one day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but, you know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, <laughs> no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, <laughs> all our losses though, Jay. Like, she got our ears and I'm gonna send y'all some. I'm gonna send y'all some. You can send me some cologne. 
because I mean, oh, you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I Just in case I should meet Dr. Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. Okay, dokie, babe, whatever you say. With time, so and we thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, just teasing. Hey, everybody. How you doing this morning? Look at me. I'm all twisted and everything. And uh, guess who's here with me? Just take one guess. One, uh, just a guess. If you can't guess it, then you don't know nothing about this show. The co-host, the mostest. What's up? What's up? Cracking. Happy Saturday. Let me tell you something. I am giving all of my energy this morning because you're not going to believe this. Believe. I think I was given a roofie last night. What? Are you serious? I'm dead ass serious. Um, I I just want you know. First of all, our special guest is in in the green room already. I can see her. Hi. I just want, you know, nobody else can see you or hear you. I just want you to know that. And you are more than welcome to chill and watch the the show until we bring you on. But don't feel any kind of way about the shenanigans, okay? Because sometimes I tend, not that I do it intentionally, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've been known to shenan again and again. Yeah, so... What had happened was... So back to this movie. Yes. And, you know, if you've ever been drugged before, there's this lagging, lethargic sort of... I cannot take... I'm the type of person that cannot take a Tylenol without getting sleepy. So it doesn't take much. You you know what I'm saying? I guess that's full disclosure, telling too much. But... Okay, so as some of you already know, and you know, I'm I'm open on this show. I'm sweating like a pig, but that's okay. I'm old. I'm you know, that's what happens. Sure. I'm older than I was ten years ago when yeah. I didn't sweat at the thought of <laughs> saying good morning. Okay, so anyway, last night, yesterday was one of my favorite people in the whole wide world's birthday, Mr. Ron Potichar. Whoa, Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie Poop. So I, I had to. You know, there's no way on God's green earth that I was not gonna hang out with my boy. That's Ubby. That's my 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 mm, love that man, right? Mm-hmm. <sighs> but I also Yeah, there's a lot to love about him. He's he's a good, good spirit. And funny. Yes, he is funny. Sarcastic. I did not realize how yes. much. Yes. He's He's a lot of that, <laughs> and and we'll we'll move mountains to help anyone, and that's just how he is, you know, um, and doesn't ask for anything in in return, 
you know, he's just a good guy. But anyway, so with all of that being said, I had to go out and celebrate my boy. But I also had to work. So I took half a day just to make sure, because y'all know how my job is. Sometimes that should be running into the the next day. So I took off early and everything. But I also, some of y'all know I'm in therapy because you do, right? So. Whoa, 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 pause. Well, that's not the, this is the symbol for therapy. No, that's not the, the symbol, symbol for therapy. Is this okay? Yeah, they're, they're big up for doing it, but I'm just saying I, I'm doing it because it's not, you know. Anyway, um, so, but therapy is at eight p.m. and I say I'm in in therapy, although we have not been able to complete any sessions. The reasons we the reason we can't complete the sessions is because something's always popping off at the, the same. Devil. Right, at the time. So I was like, okay, I'm leaving this restaurant at 7 o'clock. I'm going to get back home to the basement and get my therapy session on. However, it didn't happen like that. I was still on the road trying to get home, but I was determined. Now, the songbird was in the car with me. And I was like, look, I don't care. We're doing this session. Just don't say nothing. Right. (laughs) Oh, man, you are bending all kinds of rules here. Go ahead. Therapist didn't know nothing about it. Anyway, so I had company in the car, and I'm like, yeah, so I haven't been sleeping well, and I'm trying to declutter and blah, blah. You know, I wake up at 5 o'clock. So I'm talking to the therapist. Songbird is like, I'm not listening to anything. I have the headsets on. Okay, good. Don't listen. I don't, you know, got no, whatever. This morning, because I, I went, got home after, you know, did the session, finished up the session, went, took a shower. I was watching my Giants news stuff that I like to watch to bring me down. And um, she comes up with a little cup of some stuff. And <laughs> to pills. So talk about trust. I just take it. <laughs> oh, man. And, you know, you taste this stuff, and it's like, you, and I have to drink it all. I have to, all right? So excuse listen, me. Listen, no problem. Chug a lug, chug a lug. We're all doing whatever's necessary. You understand? Yep, there's some Avery. So they free in there. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Wow. I can taste it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so there we go again, right? <laughs> I should have known from there. You have to be scared at the beginning of this conversation, but go ahead. My brain went into what? Where? Go ahead, go ahead. Now I see where this is going. <laughs> Man. All I know was I said, I said, I drank the stuff and took the pills or whatever. And I said, you know, I'm really tired. And she said, said, go to sleep. I'm telling you, I can't remember a thing after that. (laughs) I wake up this morning, my eyes are like yellow green and... I'm like, well, plus yesterday I was having, like, allergies, and I was sneezing through everything, and it was just like, uh. 
I said, what the hell happened? She said, you feel better, don't you? I said, what was in it? She said, you feel better, don't you? <laughs> you feel better than I did, but she was like, okay, bye. Off to yoga. <laughs> <laughs> so the, 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 let me just backtrack because the way it started off, it upset my sensories. Yeah, so now I can relax my sensories to know that it's only Cheryl doing what, what wives do. Okay. All right. All right. Um, you got to get the therapy thing straight, my dear. You, you got it. You have to sit yourself down center and do your see. You can't treat things that are good to you like like uh shit. Come on now. Chop chop. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I'm really intentional about how I eat bananas on on screen publicly, yeah. you know. So so you I'm not sure what goes through your head, but that is attracting more attention than possibly just eating it any other way. <laughs> like, it looks like a crunchy banana. <laughs> Man, yes, happy. We got some birthday shout outs today. What are we in, Virgo? Yep. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, the most popular birthday today would be Beyonce. So happy birthday, Beyonce and Nona Gay. Got some oh, birthday no. shout outs going oh, on. No, no. And, and one of our faves, happy birthday, Kevin E. Taylor. True that. Yes. The, I mean, there's just so many wonderful and amazing things to say about Pastor Kevin E. Taylor in the building. And a birthday, special birthday shout out to our basement alum and one of our faves, pastor, author, producer, writer, researcher, empowerment coach, and activist, Kevin E. Taylor. Um, and just an amazing, dope-ass soul. It just is. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Pop. <laughs> Thank you, Pop. How you so, doing, Pop? Hope you're good this morning, sir. So... Uh, I think I walked in on virtually. You talking about these storms? Storms. Um, well, Ida May and some people call her Shaquita. Mm. The way she came through, struck and struck many poses all over the tri-state area. Um, wasn't cute for a lot of folk. Thank you, you Pop. Know. Mm. Please go. To- get checked out. Oh, because of the roofie. Uh. It's just sugar tea. How'd everybody fare out there in chat land with the storms? I see you going through the chat. Yeah. Everybody okay? People checked in? Mm. <laughs> that annoying. Not that ass out. Um, what are you talking about? Pop. Talking about Cheryl. (laughs) You want to go through the chat? Yes. All right. 
Good morning, Madeline. How are you? Uh, you've always been a part of her family, and she hasn't been doing well health-wise. And I will reach out to you for sure. Uh, well, you've made contact. Yes. Hey, Walt. Big brother Walt. Walt. <laughs> Constant said, yeah, if Cheryl gave it to me, I, I can't help. She can't help. No, nobody can help this. <sighs> it's, mm-hmm. it's a done deal. I'm pretty much dead. It's how she wants me. Oh. No, it, I'm I'm sorry. You know, she gives me a glass. I got to drink it. What am I do? And you know darn blasted well if Mo comes through right now and says, here, babe, drink this. And you might be, what is it? Just drink it. You're going to drink it. First of all, <laughs> you don't know what I do. I might. I might not. I've been giving up my rights because I got married. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, where's she at? Where's she at? <laughs> She's a Pilates. Jeez. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Tornado 20 miles from me in Annapolis, really. Yeah, this, uh, that tornado, like you said, is, uh, it's been horrible. And people are going through it. People are going oh. through it. We have lost some life, you know, um, and, you know, I, I um, shared a, a post amongst, because you look, kind of gravitate toward the levity when, when tragedies happen, and, you know, and with respect to the lives lost, you know, um, property damage we can always recover from. So yeah. that, that, you know, and, um, you know, it's the lives lost in it. And, you know, and the day after looked like, did I just experienced that situation because it was so bright and beautiful and just dry in many places except for certain parks that are that are um in certain parts of the world uh because i, I rode past a park that was you know their swing sets and it was a puddle it looked like a swimming pool the entire park but you know one of the things i want to say about i want to just give a comment openly about how resilient black and brown folks are you know with the various videos and pictures um, that I saw, you know, come through my timeline. And I think I have two favorites, you know. One was the the video of the kids that did a weather report and oh, called yeah. it, instead of Hurricane Ida, called it Hurricane Shaquita, yes. you know, um, as they were in, I think, some part of Jersey, Irvington, if I'm not mistaken. And then there was another favorite um that was uh a guy that was smoking a hookah on a uh blow up you know the blow up beach thingy in the middle of two buildings yeah in an alley in Manhattan. those two get the prize and i think you know for him you know he actually had a lit hookah in the storm in the middle of two buildings and that is a classic example of, you know, you throw lemons, we'll make lemonade. And, um, you know, I just, uh, I pray that no one 
you know, um, it's just, I don't, I don't even know. And we're so vulnerable now to these type of things. You know, this probably was the worst. People are liking it to Sandy, but they're saying some are saying it was worse than Sandy. Um, but, uh, you know, the terrible thing, there are still a lot of folks without power. Um, New Orleans is still, <laughs> I don't even know what to say, because between the time Katrina hit and now, doesn't seem to have been too many things done to support those, you know, where y'all putting the money? Like, where, what's happening? And I mean, globally, well, not globally, let's just put the U.S. because that's broad. Like, when you have a tragedy, and I often wonder this, anybody else wonder this? You have a tragedy hit and, like, um, you know that you have sewage backups and things like that go on. With so much devastation in that, insurance and FEMA and natural this and that, would you think that we'd invest in something, a, a, a different kind of sewer system or something that would help this situation? Or, or are we just think like that? Well, that's what the infrastructure bill is about. But as you can see, the Republicans are against it. (laughs) I don't. (laughs) They'd rather just focus on controlling women than fixing the the you know giving states. We're talking about trillions of dollars, which the government clearly has to be distributed to each state to fix not only physical infrastructure, but our Wi-Fi systems throughout the country so that everybody can have, (coughs) excuse me, (coughs) sorry. So, um, so that everybody can have access to, um, Wi-Fi, including those rural areas, that, you know, it's hard for them to get connections and so forth and so on. Um, you know, that's what the infrastructure bill is about in, in, for the most part. But, and, and to combat some of those things in, um, that are going to be impacted and are being clearly impacted by climate change. But these Thank guys, these, these guys want to continuously, you know, oh, no, you don't want to give that much money. But but you were okay with that much money going into your pocket, um, not paying taxes, the rich not paying taxes. You worried about money, but you don't want to. Man, please, I'm I'm so over all of this. And it's so so incredibly transparent now. You, we is. don't have and the luxury of ignorance. And they don't care. But they don't care. They don't care about what you think. Like they don't care that. You and I may be um, personally, you know, insulted or outraged at at any given law or what's the shenanigans that's going on in Texas. Well, business and emotionals are not bedfellows. Business and emotions aren't bedfellows. They don't care nothing about it, which is... But they always care when we're not spending money. Exactly. And until until we understand how our little bitty dollar, like like the poor folks do have a position in power. We do. It's been shown when we unify with each other in these elections. And they are super scared. And don't ride the damn bus. How about that? Listen, that blueprint has already been tested. I said it before. I'll say it again. That blueprint 
They they gave us a blueprint and how to make people move. They don't, you know, cash moves everything. So unless you control your dollar and unless we are willing to band together to do something, it is still going to be this way, period. The only time they listen and actually give two, two blanks is when election time comes and they need the, the, the vote. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it, the black vote. Yep. And when we do not spend money. But now... What the Republicans are doing, sorry, I got to call it, I got to call it as it is. It's the truth. They are changing the rules around so that voting Mm -hmm. doesn't mean anything. They're trying, that's what they're working on. That's what they've been doing. You got, you know, and it's more than just brown people voting. It's white women. The only people, white men are only concerned about white men's stuff and controlling People and and just you know controlling shit. It's a power grab because you know and it's it's stupid. It's crazy. And the only true support, the the biggest supporters that they have are white women, and that's who we gotta we gotta touch down on. Because quite oh, frankly, oh, we can, this mm, this whole mm. thing this whole thing about abortion has nothing to do with black people. They don't give a crap about black babies being aborted. At all. They just want more white folks. And that's my well, opinion well, and, and that's it. And there's nothing nothing wrong with, with people wanting to, to repopulate and breed. Good. Do it. But don't you know, don't try to control people and, and harm people. You know, I I have seen pregnant ten year olds. Pregnant ten year olds. It makes no sense. And 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 so what I'm bringing up is rape and incest. Mm. You know, there are a lot really of things funny. to be considered when you make these funky freaking rules. There's a lot of things to be considered here. They are people, they don't, but not, and then when these babies are born, these guys that come. I'm sorry, I'm I'm having a moment, Resi. I'm not trying to, you know, I'm I'm you know once I say it, I say it, and then I'll be quiet. But I'm just saying that these dudes. Oh, we're fighting for lives. Okay, then how many children have you adopted? How many unwanted children have you personally adopted that you're standing up here talking about, okay, about lives and and what what are you doing after these children are born? Nothing. Again, I will say it, and I goddamn mean it. We want to issue, we want to, we want to fix abortion. You want to lower the numbers of the... And you know that I believe in that wholeheartedly. Let's start with... You want to mandate something? Because you think about it. Would you rather give somebody a gun with live bullets, let them shoot those bullets around at, eh, let's say 20 people if they're lucky, and just pray that none of those people die when they get shot. He gets a gun. He gets to shoot 20 people. Hopefully none of them. Or would you rather give him blanks and let him shoot the blanks at the 20 people? I'd, I'd rather him. I'd rather. Well, the gun analogy. I, mm. Well, it, look, it is what it is. It's life or death. Okay. I just so like, I would just like to to uh, 
I would just like to have a decimal of responsibility because they try to make it seem like, um, you know, pregnancy and, and it's, it's all done on a woman. It's, by some kind of immaculate conception. Just, a, just imagine, know? just imagine being a young girl and you're yeah. having your first love and there's some freckle-faced little boy that don't know how to wash his behind. Neither do you. And y'all decide to do the hokey pokey and turn yourselves around. And bow, she's pregnant. Right? With not, and her parents are not um, supportive. Let's say, I mean, or, or the, it, it just, and he's free to do what? He just, it's not mine. Uh, there'd be uh, no, there'd be no, no Jerry Springer if these, if, if men were more responsible. I'll and say this. if the bullets were taken away, so I didn't get to finish my thing, my uh-oh. thought. Oh, fingers okay? going. Uh oh. Yes, my fingers wagging right now. Right. So here's my, here's my, here's my thought. Okay. Okay. If they want to mandate something on somebody's bodies. Let's start with men. Let's start with males, okay? Let's let's turn the live bullets to blanks. Tory vasectomies at age 12 for all males, and then it's only reversible, and it's it's a perfectly safe procedure. It doesn't stop you from getting your little swerve on, and it's completely reversible, and you can only have it reversed. With a signature from your spouse or a woman who wants to be impregnated by you. I'm not saying that you have to be married in order to have it reversed, but you have to have a woman, a female, who agrees to to bear your child. doesn't even have to be your spouse because then what happens with with men in same-sex relationships that want to be fathers, right? They can be fathers. Right. So in order to have your vasectomy changed, I've thought this shit out really well. You have to go to the clinic where you want to make this baby, and then only through the doctor can you then reverse it for the purposes of having a baby. That's right, snip, snip. And, and, <laughs> and then, then, in, then every child will be the product of a wanted pregnancy. There you go. More love in the world. The views, the views, information, and opinions expressed during Brunch in the Basement series are solely those of the individuals and do not involve or necessarily represent those of WJBR Internet Radio. That's right. I said it, damn it, it's my opinion, Javon's opinion. And, I, and, yes. and it doesn't hurt anyone, and it doesn't force anyone to do anything that they don't want to do, except... The, the maybe the little boys don't want to go into the hospital to be snipped, but sorry, that's your responsibility because your your gender has not proven it's responsible enough to pull out. Damn it! Wow. Whoa. <laughs> and has not proven itself responsible enough to take care of every child it spawns. Because if she gives birth and doesn't want the baby, uh, let me tell you, if I, in about six years, see, okay, in six right, years right, I wait. can tell you all more. But for right now, I got a whole thing yeah, back. See, but, and I was just going to say that, you know, Javon, I can't you're, talk at about unfair, it, but. Yeah, you're at an unfair advantage mm. because of what 
you for a living, you see things that the average person doesn't see with regard to that. So um, it, her opinions may feel a little spicy, but it's, it's spicy. It's a, f- a factual spice that she's, a, I, I don't know, I shouldn't have used it's the word just, afford it. Yeah, let me just say that I love children. And if I could take every unwanted child into my arms and into my home, I would do it. But the other thing is, I don't want no children. <laughs> so I, I love them. I love them. Children are the most adorable and the best possible companions and friends. They are so honest. They will say, your hair looks like a tree. You know, they will say, they will, <laughs> and they will rat you out. They will tell, uh-uh, that's not what he said. You know, they, I love that honesty. I love that. And they will help you to see things anew. That is, mm, children are pure. Let me just say, call so, in if you'd like to. Um, the number to call is 347. Nine nine six five three nine four. And yes, if you if you think I'm being mean because I'm saying you know snip the little boys, and I love you know I love little boys, I love little girls, I love children, and I don't want to hurt anybody. But I, I'm saying age twelve because that's about the time that these little little guys start. I don't know if it's mm. getting lucky. <laughs> well, I I ran a facility one point, and it was the ages were ten through seventeen. And the ten-year-olds was popping too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, hey, I, you could do it at you know when you when you do the the, the cut off that extra skin or whatever the hell. Take care of business. I don't know how safe that is for an infant, but if if it if it were, look, if you can if if you can spend millions and trillions of dollars to for for something to help the damn thing stay hard, then you can clearly. Help it to not procreate unnecessarily or unwantedly. You know, any any conversations that go of that kind. First of all, medical studies uh, traditionally don't have women in mind, so we're the, always the last ones things are tested on because you know we are. There are certain things different in our body. Period. <laughs> we all know that, yeah. but the, the, the the medical community does not traditionally. Uh, uh, support and equalize women's studies the same way they do. And I'll say within the last maybe 25 years, 25, 30 years, tops, have we had more clinical trials that were dedicated to specifically to women? Anybody want to challenge that? Give me facts. But what I'm saying is, you know, women are not traditionally looked at first when it comes down to uh, resolving anything health-wise. It's generally men and male. They'll add women in the studies, but they don't do deep dives. So, and if, and God forbid anything go on with, with the penis, <laughs> they've got all kinds of cures and, and, and everything for that, but they're still looking for things, <laughs> cures for things like fibroids and, and other things that are, yeah. you know. And, and why it's, it's, on God's earth do they still have this contraption that you place a breast in and drag your breast all the way to the other side of the room while you got to stand still just to see if there's a lump in it. Case in point. When, when they can keep the, the yeah. penis hard for five hours. Come on, give me a break. Case in point. That is one of the, and that, that's exactly, that's a great point. You know, that's a great point. 
I mean, just yep. there's there's no way that you can tell me that they they can't um, do a mammography from across the room. Don't fucking touch me. Just take a picture. Cheese. Hold them bottom up and say, is, hold them up and say cheese. Damn it. Bottom line is it's it's not you know I'm not pro-abortion. I'm not against abortion. I just don't like my right to choose infringed upon. I bet you they're I'm not, not pro taking... vaccine. I'm not against vaccine. What I'm against is my right to choose because it starts with little stuff. And here we got two back to back running simultaneously. You have the abortions and you have the vaccines. And and since when, again, you know, once upon a time there was a HIPAA law that protected your medical information. Now we can show it to the doorman. Like yeah. I just don't get it. I don't get it, and I do get it at the same time. Yeah, I mean, they are obliterating your choice and obliterating HIPAA at the same time. You have the right to choose. Period. Yeah, people do have a have a right to choose. So, I mean, I, I, I nah. look back to my other point. They're not taking somebody's scrotum, putting it in a damn clamp, and dragging it across the room to see that the scrotum is okay. When you no, know what I'm saying, and I bet that. you, if they had to figure out if there was cancer in the, cancer in the scrotum, they damn sure would figure out a better way to do it if it was only in that damn clamp machine. Sure. Because it's it's about men, right? Sure. That shit hurts. I'm just saying. Sure. That. Now, time to move on because we've been. <laughs> you sure do. You sure do, LeVon. She says, I always come in at the strangest discussion point. <laughs> but hey, y'all. You know yeah. what? It, to be honest, to be fair, anytime you come through, it's going to be a strange discussion. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so the black, can we do the black history moment thing? Because oh, I, yeah, I got something please. special lined up right now. So we're going right. to have your, your black history moment. Okay, so for today's Black History Moment, I wanted to go a little differently and not – I, I I just wanted to introduce or, – or, let me just play it. I'm not going to talk about it. Um, yeah, let's do this. One of the most famous, if not the most famous, Indian name is Geronimo. In fact, it was so famous that in World War II that they used it as they jumped out of airplanes to say Geronimo. And that's where that name of fierce power was really resurged in that time frame. Well, Geronimo was a Chiricahua Apache Indian. And he's somebody that I have found very interesting, one, because of his lore, and two, he was an Arizona native. He lived in Arizona and he lived in Mexico as well, and he raided different areas of the state. Some people would consider him to be an outlaw, and other people would consider him to be a hero. He was a very interesting man, and he was very protective of his people. And most people consider him in the Native world to be a leader. And 
I have always loved his photographs. I've collected them, and I also occasionally sell them. So I wanted to tell you a little bit about the photographs and about Geronimo. Geronimo, who was, uh, again, a Native American from Arizona, probably was first photographed around 1883 when he first uh, surrendered, and he was up to the White Mountain Apaches. He was put interned there. He stayed there until he, about 1885, and he finally broke free, went back, took his people, and hid uh, from the American military. He was able to elude capture until September of 1886. In fact, the United States government sent about 5,000 troops after him, which was a very large percent of our entire national force at that time. The reason was is that he was a very, very significant person, and this was the last Native American and American kind of not on a reservation uh, Indian that was still there, and the government had a policy against Native Americans at that time. So Geronimo was captured at this time frame, and some of the most famous photographs are from that time. In fact, one of the photographs that you'll see is uh, one that Andy Warhol did, and you can see that in, his, in a piece that he did in uh, 1986, I believe. So the photographs that were done at this time were done by C.S. Fly. Fly was an interesting guy that lived in Tombstone, Arizona, and was a photographer. He went out when Miles was capturing Geronimo. Geronimo actually surrendered and took photographs. These are very interesting because they show him and his band of troops out in the field and then in the process of being interned. And in, at this time, what happened to Geronimo is they were all sent, including women and children, back east. He ended up being put in prison for over 20 years. He went to Alabama, then he went to Florida. Much of the children that were of the Cherokee Apaches were all shipped up to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, where they were interned and made into uh, good little citizens, you, wonderful image of uh, his band of children that were as they looked when they were first captured and what they looked like after they were sent to Pennsylvania. You'll see different images of Geronimo throughout this period of time, not only on his trip from Alabama and in Texas and in Florida, but also when he was sent finally to the, the prison and what was really his reservation, even though it wasn't his homeland, in Oklahoma. Geronimo was very well thought of in the sense of notoriety, even at that time frame. He died in 1909 and was somewhat of a celebrity. He would sign his name for a dollar or two. Uh, he had to make a living to help himself because he couldn't do what he did best, which was uh, raid and, and live out in the lands of Arizona. So he did what he could. He would make bows and arrows. He would sign, and he would go on things like Buffalo Bill's uh, exhibit. He went with Teddy Roosevelt, actually, in a parade. He was a very interesting person, a very strong individual in American history, and a name that you need to know, Geronimo. I just... That when I when I first watched that, it brought me to tears. It brought me to tears. I know it's not black history, but I thought it was relevant. (laughs) 
funny, but your face. Uh, there's just so <laughs> much to unpack there. It's just so, so much. And 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 to make that video, first of all, discussing what he was good at was rating and living. Listen, rating and living is what the man said. Another example of just straight racism. Entitlement. How could you how could you make that video and not be remorseful and apologetic and based on I mean and and really talk about it in the way that it really was because and it was and not to mention oh, very God. matter of fact the way he says it. Yeah, and he thought he was making a point at the end. Like that's the sickest shit I've seen in a long time. Yeah. I had to share that. That really is. That it really is. I'm, and I can't unsee it, you know? I can't unsee it. That is the thing. You know, and it's, again, every you're able to see everybody else's stuff or makeup stuff or alleged stuff but your own. Sit down somewhere and, 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 and talk about some of your culture and the, and the, and the rapes and pills. But you know I, what? I, you know, but you know what? It, he really, what he doesn't realize is that he's really exposing himself and his his people. And that nobody's going to sit and look at that and and think, ooh, yeah, no, no, your your people did that. Somebody you should know. You did Sam that. Clown. You did that. This is this man's land. You did this. You right. And he was defending in most cases. Yes, his his family, his people, and they sent the largest amount of troops ever. To come for that man. Why? Not because he was committing a crime, but because he was the only Native American they had not round up yet. That said, no, I'm not going to let you take the land. He was the last you know, so one. Then he became, became and, enemy number one because he didn't he didn't succumb not to whatever for doing, it was. Not for doing anything wrong. Just for living. Just for living. There you go. So the, the land so so the land the Native Americans were on <laughs> because you felt you had a right to take it from them. Anybody that resisted that effort was what? But they knew that they didn't have a right to the land. They didn't care about rights and wrongs. It's just they wanted it. They didn't feel they had a right to it. So make a video about your theft. And, and labor you didn't pay for, and bodies you killed, and women you, you make a video about that. And the things you should know at the same time, you don't want it being taught in school. Right. Aha. Aha. At the same time, you don't want to talk about that. Don't show me another damn video, another white man saying anything about anybody's culture until they come to terms with their own. That hit every chord in my. I, I'm telling you, when I, I and I I couldn't sit with it alone. I had to share it. Sorry, Rez, you get. You, <laughs> you're you're my partner here. <laughs> There's that equality, huh? Yeah, oh my god! You I know, cannot. I was like, and so it was on. It was on 1886, um, September 4th, that he surrendered. So surrender. Sur- the the. the he why, was, and why are y'all after me? For yeah, what? Yeah, exactly. But 
Why do I want to surrender myself to you? Who the hell are you? See, that's the that's the question. Who the hell are y'all? Yep, yep. And things that and things our ancestors couldn't say to you, but who? But I'm damn sure clear that they probably thought it. Who the hell are y'all to surrender to? You come, you steal somebody's land, you set up these laws that don't apply to anybody. You call people chattel. Excuse me. Who are y'all? Under the guise of the most racist and mental health issue on the planet, supremacy. Yeah. You're not supreme to nothing. Everything you've done in your history, murderous, torturous, and just larceny. And then you put it in books. And you market it around the world. And everybody's got to read about European culture and all this other stuff, blah, blah, blah. And you've managed to try to erase and sit down somewhere. Y'all are clowns right now. Y'all are clowns in the streets. Period. The end. The I don't end. want to hear it. So unless you come with some kind of education at this point, because that ain't it. I don't care how many videos you make and how many lily white men you put in there to send the message. Just still sit down somewhere. And That's I, the problem. Y'all are sick and suffering and don't want to do nothing about it. As Alisa says, time. bingo. So since you don't want to hear that, let's hear the voice of our upcoming guest. For most of us, life is good. Yeah.
Last night, um, into it's actually maybe still going on right now. They have a 24 hours of peace, a party in Newark for various artists, and then they ended it. Well, they didn't end it actually at about one or two o'clock in the morning. They had house music all the way through with some really popular. And I, in hearing that, my body still hasn't stopped moving. That was good to me. That was good to me, Javon. Thank I you, thank it. you, thank you. Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, you know, good music is everlasting. Good good music is just what it is. It's just good. Yes. Indeed. Yes. It's just yes. good. So, well, I, I keep interrupting you. I'm sorry, honey. Go no, ahead. You no, 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 go ahead. I'm getting a little delay, so I can't really hear when you come in, but go ahead. Please. No, I was, I was just going to check in, you know, um, this is crazy pandemic time and all this other stuff. And um, just wanted to know um, how you've been. So just wanted to catch your temperature there. Well, you know, it hasn't been easy. <clears throat> because when you don't know, especially when it first started, when you don't know what's going to happen in the future, you know, it, it made me numb. I just sat, you know, my thoughts. But then I spoke to the universe. God, I'm like, it's in your hands. And that voice, I listened to that voice. That voice told me, you're going to be okay. Don't worry. And I just took that in, you know. 
had faith and believed that. And here I am. I'm okay. It's still not easy, but I'm okay. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, we, we ask a lot of folks how they've been faring. This this um show platform is a little different than most because I know that a lot of celebrity artists or just people that we've had on are used to a certain type of press junket, you know? And like, and although what you're doing um, in the world is important to us, we like to check in on the soul of the person, you know, mm-hmm. just to see how, how you are, you know, what's been going on with you, you know, because that's, that's more relative than anything you could ever produce outside, you know, of yourself, you know, um, we just checking in like a wellness check, you know, um, what do you do for self-care? If you don't mind me asking. Well, um, I make sure I take all my supplements. That's okay. And sometimes I just sit back and just breathe quietly, unless my neighbors are making a whole lot of damn noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll sit back. I'll listen to music that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely. That's interesting. So what what music is in that soul soothing playlist? You know, I like a lot of adult contemporary, although I sing whatever, like dance music. Uh, some of my favorite artists, Phyllis Hyman, Top yeah. Lewis, Shaka Khan, Bill Downing, Sarah Vaughn. I listen to things like that, Brazilian music, which mm-hmm. calms me down. And I just love music, period, so that helps. And sometimes I don't do anything. I just, like I said, I just lay back and breathe. Mm-hmm. Cool. I don't think people understand the importance of breath and, and, and stilling yourself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had to learn it in a whole new way. You know, when I, when I found my heart beating a little too fast or, you know, I, my brain starts racing too fast, I have to quiet my mind. That is not an easy thing to do. Or, well, I'll just keep it on me. It wasn't an easy thing to do for me. But I have to say, if there's one thing that I've learned during the pandemic and that we're still in, is how to do that and to be more focused on set, setting space for that. Because it's I so still, It is. I'm sorry. But I still, I'm still learning as well. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. I'll listen to, I'll go to YouTube and listen to a meditation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And just breathe and, and try to visualize what it is that I need and want. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a beautiful yes. thing. Sometimes when I have trouble sleeping, I'll listen to the YouTube meditation things. Mm-hmm. You know, those those are pretty good. You know, they are really. Yeah, meditation is is always good, and mm-hmm. you know I don't I just don't like the ones that um, give you instructions, such as okay now see yourself on a farm or see yourself on a body of water floating, and then now see the sun. Like stop giving me stop telling me what to do. I'm just trying to chill. You know, <laughs> it's music I'm listening yeah. to. Just you know, exactly. Yeah. Waterfalls, rain. I love the rain. Oh, the I rain. I love the sound wow. of. When I was a little girl in the South, I lived with my grandmother for a while, and she lived in a um, a house that had a tin roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when I was there, if it rained, I would hear the tin roof, 
And it was thundering and lightning, you know, the way she held me, it just felt like love. So mm-hmm. I think I'm nostalgic when I hear rain and rainfall and the thunder. Mm-hmm. I love it. And it's soothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Where in the South is your family from? South Carolina. Okay. Yeah. A, a small town called Anderson, South Carolina. I, we came to New York. Um, I was nine years old. Really? And what, I've been here what, a long time. I've been in New York a long time, but um, those memories from the South, they're very special to me. Uh, the way I ate was different. You know, everything came from the garden, the trees. Oh, I want yeah. a snack. I go out sometimes in the apple, an apple tree. Even they have, there was a cornfield across. So I had all natural foods all the time. Mm. And when I came to New York, uh, there's some things I didn't understand. You know, like I saw stuff in in the cans, and I was like, "Why is that in the can?" Because my grandmother, mm. when she would preserve something, we had the the mason jars. Mason jars, right? Yeah. And she would do that. So New York, I came to New York and started eating horribly. <laughs> I'm doing better now. I'm pretty good, but um, yeah. I, that transition, I, you know, um, I was I was blessed to uh, have family in the South too, mm-hmm. and to this day, I have mason jars in my homes. So I absolutely overstand when you say that. You know, there is a difference. You know, there. Do you re- do you recall having a bit of a culture shock coming? From I did. One? I did, and yeah. I mean. They, Especially with pizza, they have, they have pizza in the South now. But when I was a little girl, when I came to New York, my mother bought pizza, and I'm like, "What is that?" She's like, "Maybe pizza that all the kids here like it." I'm like, "It looks like <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I thought it looked like." But um, I did taste it, and I loved it. And till till this day, I love pizza. I have pizza maybe like once or twice a month. Wow. Huh. <laughs> so, and, you know, we're funny about our pizza up here, too. You know we're that's uh-huh. Especially yeah. in New York. Are you Every kidding? pizza shop is not created equal. No way. Exactly. No. And I, I, think I the, actually like to see Italians behind the counter. Oh, how about that? How about that? You know? <laughs> and I think one of the biggest arguments um, between New York and Chicago, despite except for maybe the Cubs and and uh, the Mets. House music. Yeah. House music. And house music. And house music. It's it's also um, our pizza. Chicago swears they have the best pizza, but you know. Not. Which reminds me. It's, it's good, but I'm just used to New York. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, I, I noticed um, once your, your flyer was posted that um, our girl, Gloria Ryan, um, hit you up, you no. know, and global sweetheart. She is, she is, and she will argue you down about some Chicago pizza, which I have. Oh, that's right. She was, she was born and raised in Chicago. Exactly, exactly, and she will take uh-huh. you there about that Chicago pizza. But you know, I'm sorry, New York got it, hands down. Yeah. <laughs> and Italy, though, Italy is like, you know, my favorite food is Italian food anyway. So when I was in Italy, I was like. <laughs> Great. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. One of the uh, sorry, one of the people who are watching the show says that once upon a time Italian food was a poor man's meal, and that could be. I mean, I remember being very poor as a child and eating a lot of spaghetti. So I yeah, pasta yeah, it's cheap and it goes a long way. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah, homemade. The difference between homemade pasta and box pasta is like night and day. It, there is a big difference, but I'm, mm-hmm. I don't make homemade pasta, so I have to go with the box. There you go. Anytime, if I ever um, offer you spaghetti and say I made it, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Even no matter Why? what, because even as good as I think it tastes. I, I always end up sick afterwards, so don't don't trust oh, no. me. I, yeah, no, I, I'm not good at yeah. So don't, I make good spaghetti. I'm coming to your house then. Okay, <laughs> so let's let's um let's take this in a different direction. Let's start talking about your career. Oh, that yeah, that that. So where should I start? Where, wherever you are most comfortable starting, if you want to talk about your acting, your singing, let's talk about let's talk about that little girl coming up to New York and nine loving, years old, nine years old, but clearly loving to sing mm-hmm. and maybe finding she has a lot of talents. Let, let's how did how did you develop that? What what how did you know? What did you know? And what did you want then? Well, um, my mom said as a little girl, I used to love the radio and I would learn and sing all these songs. She's like, how does this baby, you know, how does she learn this stuff? But that's what I did. I don't remember doing that. That's what I was told. And I remember in schools, in the elementary schools in the South, for some reason, if we had a music class, I was always chosen to be the featured singer, you know. Or they'd have a contest and everybody's singing and I would be the last one standing. Came to New York and um, I joined all the choruses in, in grade school. I was always in the choruses. Once again, was picked to be the featured singer. So I'd be home singing with my brush in my hand like we all do. Mm-hmm. And um, junior high school, I was on the, all the choruses, the bar-wide, city-wide. Even my friends, we were singing the hallway because the hallways in the building, you know, that echo sound. Yeah, oh, my God. That's how I learned how to sing harmonies. I can sing harmony in my sleep. You don't have to teach me my part. The first, the third, the fifth, whatever. Just tell me what I'm singing, and I got you. And um, on from there, I'm trying to make this sh- kind of short. Um, Take your time. Uh, Take your time. Oh, my first, I had, <laughs> my first I, I'd say, professional gig because I got paid. Okay. And, uh, I was 15 years old, and there was this group that we had called Andre, 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 something like that, and her pearls. And we were the band was uh, uh, Jimmy Cash the Bunch. Anybody remember that? Absolutely. Yeah, that was the band. We only had one or two gigs, but it was fun. And um, yeah, I was in junior high school then. I was in the music classes and everything. And I wanted to, because I could draw. Well, I can't draw anymore because I haven't been drawn. If you, if they, what they say, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm. So I used to draw as well, and I would draw these uh, 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 fashions. I was into fashion. So when it was time to go to high school, I wanted to audition for fashion industries. And uh, my teacher said, "Oh hell no, you're not. You're going to music and art." So I'm like, but I already know how to sing, you know, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but you need to learn some other things about the music, you know, the rules. So I'm like, okay, so audition for music and art. Lo and behold, I got in. Mm. Um, 
Then after that, let me think, because so much went on in between, like being a truant. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but at any rate, um, I always sang. <laughs> and um, soon, I, soon I joined um, a local band, 52nd Street Birdland Band. Mm. Oh, man, we went to, I went to another local band, Indigo. We were very popular in the New York City area, you know, mm-hmm. the Chipmunk Circuit. We were very popular. And um, one day we were in, we did all like the, the top clubs in New York City, Baby Grand, uh, Small's Paradise, you know, we did all that. We thought yeah. we were hot too. But yeah. we were good. Yeah. And one day we were in Carl's on the corner, Carl's Corner. And um, we were singing, and there was another lady in the band, Vanessa, Vanessa, and she would do all the Tina Turner songs, and I would do all the Shaka Khan songs. Yes. And one day, I looked in the audience, and a well-known backing vocalist, Brenda White King, was there. Mm. Have you heard of Brenda White King? I'm okay. sure. If you look at your records, you know, you'll see it. Yeah. So, she's in the, um, the line I'm sorry? She's on the liner notes in the back. Of, um, yes, and and she's just fabulous. Yeah. Um, uh, so after the show, she came to me and said, "Oh, that was my show. Thank you." She's like, "You know, um, Shonda Khan needs a, a background singer. Needs a singer. Would you be interested?" I was like, "What? Who the hell would want to sing with Shonda?" Well, I said that to myself. Yeah. But- well, I told her, "Yes, of course." And um. It went from there. I was introduced to Sandra St. Victor, who, um, you know, yes. mind you, we didn't even have a rehearsal. I called my girlfriend, Vicky. We didn't even have a rehearsal. Got on that bus, went out there, got on that stage and sang all the songs. But, you know, if, you, if you're if a Shaka fan, you know her songs, right? Oh, t- t- yeah. Oh. And she was like, dang, these <laughs> You know, these yeah. girls can sing. <laughs> I, I know what she called you, but, you know, it, it, it was all in love. It was all in love. <laughs> yeah, and um, I was, well, I couldn't trip that day because I had to be focused. Right. I had to have and all that stuff. But once we traveled overseas, one day I was on stage, I think we were in Bangkok or something, and it hit me. You were on the stage with Shaka Khan singing for Shaka Khan. And... <laughs> I got weak. I was like, oh, oh my God, what a blessing. So that's mm-hmm. how I got into um, touring with artists. And, and, and Shaka was my first tour. Isn't that amazing? That is mm-hmm. and standard. Crazy amazing. I, I want to yeah. cuss, but I'm not going to out of respect <laughs> for someone. But it was absolutely amazing. And then everything went on after that came back to New York. Word of mouth, word of mouth, word of mouth. And the next one was Melissa Morgan. Yes. You know, you know, when she first came out, people compared her to Shaka, you know. So I went down and auditioned and um the same girl, Victoria, Vicky. We went down and auditioned and uh, my friend, a great singer of mine, John James, he had already done the previous tour with Melissa. So um, when I came in, you know, it was enough. He's like, these two, yes. 
Yeah. <laughs> and it went on and on and on and on. I can keep going. Um, uh, who was next? I mean, if you just ran off a, a list of some of the people that you've worked with uh-huh. and, and supported, um, that first that first story, I mean, I don't know how you're going to top that. Like, just out of... <laughs> Like I, for me, my royalty. She's she's a legend. Who, who wouldn't want to stand stand next to her? You know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, like for and, me, my career would be over after that. You know, I sang with Shaka <laughs> Khan. That's it. The end. Well, actually, I have worked with some wonderful people after her as well. Great, great folks. She is fabulous. But I've worked with some other fabulous people as well. If you've never, ever heard Andrea Hall ever in your life, to know that you were selected um, to be one of Shaka Khan's supported vocalists, that would automatically, without ever hearing you, automatically level sets you. Yeah, you know, they know I can do something, right? Oh, no, no, yeah, not Shaka just something. Nobody, like, mm-mm. Right. You know, my, my very first Shaka Khan concert, I was about 12 years old. And my older cousin took me to this concert. And although I have my own personal stories about what I experienced, one thing I remember my cousin saying um, was, she was like, I always thought Shaka did all the backing vocals herself. She got three women up there that sound just like her. And she's always been able to to find people they don't sound just like her but people who combine have these these fierce voices singularly and combined. Oh, you have to have power yes power yeah. and tone and ear and i mean all that all that all yeah. that and then more so being that you know anybody who who is introduced to me who has any experience singing like um Resi just said, as a Shaka Khan background vocalist, is you know, a supportive vocalist, is just crazy. And you're a Shakaholic, right? Oh, to the death. <laughs> they couldn't yeah. beat it out of me. They could not. I'd be like, I'd be like Toby. They could chop off my leg. I'm still the. Look, <laughs> What'd you say? You'd be I, like Toby. Chop I'll, off your leg. I'll be like, I will love you anyway. With one leg, I don't give a shit. Like Toby, chop off my leg. Give me shopping. You know what I'm saying? I'll be hopping to the concert. I'll be hopping on one leg to the concert. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and Freddie Jackson. Yeah. I love singing his music. Oh, it's just a, every time I was on that stage when I hear that music, I just melt you know there are certain songs i had favorites especially depending on you know what you're talking about it's like what's with the song tell me your dreams so they can be mine too mm-hmm. those lyrics his mm-hmm. music it just is mm-hmm. sexy and smooth then there's annie lennox um i would have to pull up my paper Ooh. but anyway annie lennox, annie lennox. yeah I was I wasn't with um the Eurythmics, you know, sweet dreams on me. Uh, am I supposed? I can't do that, right? You can, can do that. Do you that? can absolutely oh, okay. do that. You can sing. And, um, you but want. I was um I was on I think it was Medusa. Mm-hmm. I think I did that tour. 
She is such a wonderful woman. Her energy and her spirit, no drama, just calm. Mm. Everything, you know, because sometimes you can be on these tours, there's drama. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I stay away from drama. Mm-hmm. I can't deal, I don't deal with drama well. I'll regress, digress. I'll just <laughs> back off mm-hmm. for the most part. Sometimes, because you get my face wrong. Listen, yeah, you, you got to handle that. You got to handle it. Yeah. You know, you know, there's some people like, you need to write a book. Yeah. I, I was going to ask that. You know, I thought about it. And um, I'm like, I'd have to change some names. Somebody, oh, sure. somebody said, sure, go ahead. Jenny Fraction. I was like, mm-hmm. you know, you're stupid. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, but I, I'm still thinking about it. Just to let other people know how it is touring, because there's mm-hmm. some wonderful things with touring. Wonderful thing. You visit some of the best places, and the great thing about that is you don't have to pay for the trip. Yeah. You get paid for doing that. I've been all around the world, and I, 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 but I have found my baby. But yeah, um, right. I've been around the world a few times. And it's a wonderful, wonderful experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So of all the places you've traveled, where's the most, I don't know, fun or lovely or the best? If if you had to settle outside of the United States, which country, which location that you've taught would you go back to and say, you know what, okay, I can make this a home? Um. Some parts of Italy. Mm. I just love the architecture. I love the food. Um, I would say first Italy, but I love Japan too. It's hard to say. Depends on what went on at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's really hard to say. Yeah. What I what are your thoughts? I'm sorry, Africa. Yeah. Okay. What are my thoughts on what? What are, what are your thoughts on um, the industry, U.S. versus, let's say, Europe, in terms of how, how artists are promoted, that sort of thing? Um, okay. The U.S., we appreciate our artists, but I find that Europe appreciates longer. You don't have to have a hit to work in Europe. They once they love you, they love you, and they right. will welcome you back anytime. You know, um, the United States, there's still love, but mm-hmm. if you don't have like the big hit on the chart right now, your ticket's mm-hmm. not gonna sell as much. That's my personal opinion. So don't mm-hmm. look nobody at me or anything. Yeah, but no, right. you're, you're you're right. I think there's there's a lot of truth to that. Um, uh, I think that's um the swept up in the the juices of capitalism here, you know, you're only as good as your last song. But Mm -hmm. where you're talking about, if for the love of the music and the art, that will already exist, you know. Um, So there's no time limit or time span on that, you know. You have, you're an artist and you, and you made these great songs. And you can still, that's why a lot of artists, they leave the United States and go to have a sustainable career. absolutely right. Yes. Absolutely. 
Africa, Japan, you know, it's amazing to me to see um, a country like Japan or any other ones that, that the English is not their primary language, and but they know all of the songs in English. Uh-huh. They can sing, you know. That's right. They have a different uh, respect for artists there, uh-huh. you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you did you um, have a, a a gospel background? Um. Yes, I did sing in church, which most okay. of us all people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did sing in church, but I wouldn't call myself a gospel singer. Although right. I can do it, but the God the gospel singers that I love, I can't mm-hmm. sing. you know it's different I mean it's nothing wrong with the way I sing that's not I I don't want to um, make you feel like that's what I'm saying but yeah but I did have a little gospel experience absolutely nice Nice. let's talk about that oh I'm sorry go ahead no go ahead Kevin no stay where you are stay where you are um Therese I said stay where you are because you were going to ask something a follow up to where you were I think. Um, no, I was just I was just talking. I was going to ask about um, her her connection with Lenny Fontana, um, you know, and and that collaboration. You know, how was it working with him? How did you know? And and what inspired that uh, connection? And and obviously, good work. Ah, uh, you know, I don't remember how Lenny and I met. <laughs> I was trying to, trying to remember that the other day. I don't remember who, where the introduction came from. I do know, it could have been word of mouth because back then people call somebody and call somebody and call somebody. But I went in and he had a track and I said, I want to write to it. And that's how we had got, um, I'll give you love. I wrote the track. I wrote the the lyrics and and everything. Um, It was interesting. It was Mm -hmm. interesting because that was, I believe that was my first dance record. So there's some things I did understand, but it was weird. It worked out, though. And um, the result of the song tells you that it worked out. Yeah, that's a dope yeah. ass song. And, you know, it's so funny, all those club records, because the other ones were done by Louis Benedetti. Mm-hmm. And him and some other people. Um, I was hoping to get to tra- travel around and and do those songs in in the in the clubs. But when I was asked to do some of them, I was always on the road. I was on a tour, so uh-huh. I never got, I never got to do that. Yeah. But you know what's what is that? You know, house music, club music, it never dies. Right, this is true. And when these when these clubs open back up, you you can if you want to. I want to, yeah. We you call me. We we'll call some clubs and and then I like you know um, when I recorded them, of course they were just regular. They hadn't been mixed by any DJs or anything. And some of the ones I've heard maybe a few months ago, somebody pulled it. I'm like. Dang, that's hot. <laughs> so mixes and then you yeah. have all mixes. Exactly. Uh, yeah. That's hot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, definitely like it, that again, it never it never dies. 
So yeah. if that's something that you're in, interested in, um, and clubs will be opening up, I believe next year we'll get it together. Hopefully, um, this pandemic thing it can't last forever. So, I hope not. You know, um, it, it's not impossible to do to to revive or whatever the word is you want to use that you can gig in these clubs singing your original music that would be dope yeah because as you heard even even me just mixing it right there simple you know what i'm saying it, it's just uh-huh. dope it's dope it's dope yeah and any real I dj got your so music that's what's up with that say that again i'm sorry i said and any real dj got your music so they they must be bumping it in the club well i can't forget davidson ospina you know that's right yeah <laughs> That's my boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, so doing those, my voice, because I, I recorded those early, I mean, late 90s, early 2000s. So some of those things, I'm all the way up there. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure if I can do that. You know, there's Huh? They can just they can just modify the track to to hook it up. Yeah. You know, it, these things can be worked out. Yeah. Well. Well. Now you know. Actually, I'm I'm writing. I'm getting ready to work on an. Well, I started working on an EP. Excellent. Things that you know, writing an EP, and it's. I'd say, I don't say it's eclectic. I don't like to put too much. Of genre on music, music is music. Yeah. Music, but, music. Yeah. You know, um, it's it's not going to be an EP where you'll start listening and you'll be in the same vein, right? You know, as a matter of fact, one is a a, a bossa, mm. yeah, and then there's an R and B and adult contemporary. So it's been a slow progress because you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so hopefully that'll finish soon, and I will notify you guys. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. You just you know send me the, the EP. You know, Andrika, you know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Therese. No, I was going to talk about your writing, um, particularly the song that um, uh, the dance song. You know, um, it's got love in it, you know, and it's certainly a message that should be out there and people need to hear that as much as they hear other things that, you know, connect. Mm-hmm. What inspired those lyrics? Um, how do I write? It's, I want people to know that songs that I write that are not necessarily about me. Mm-hmm. There's a mixture of things. Sometimes I can look I can be looking at a TV show and a subject will come up. I'm like, hmm, that'll work as a song. And I'll start writing and then it unfolds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes I can be laying in the bed and um, I'll hear something. Like for for the Basa song, I heard, ding, 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 ding. And I got up, ding, 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 ding. And it started coming to me. I call that God, too. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. uh, there was a song, it was another project that I was working on. It fell through. It was a, a group of us, great musicians. And um, 
uh, we were all asked to submit a song. And it was a deadline. And I'm like, what? Like three or two, two or three days. So I was laying in the bed. I'm like, nothing would come. Nothing would come. So I went for a walk. I'm like, okay, Father, help me with something. (laughs) And I came back. I laid on the bed again. And I heard, I was like, oh, look in there. Oh, shit. (laughs) Well, here I am. I'm like, okay, okay. So that's how I write. And um, it could be a mixture of stories. Um, Very seldom is my story all along. It's a mixture. Mm -hmm. Something I saw on TV Mm -hmm. or part of my story. And I'll mix them in, and that's how I write. You have a beautiful Mm -hmm. voice. Well, thank you. Your voice is absolutely beautiful. Thank you. I have so many different types of voices because, you know, especially when you're in a studio laying down vocals for other people, you have to be mindful of their style. Mm. You know, at least for me, kind of mindful of their style. I love singing background. Oh, my God. You know, uh, I was working at this company, this music company years ago. And every time I would sing, I didn't notice this. I would always sing the background. So this girl came to me. She's like, Andrea, let me ask you something. Francine. She said, why do you always sing the background? You, you hardly ever sing the lead. I'm like, I think background is beautiful. It's a support. It's the, it, it holds up the artist. You know, some people don't realize. Can you imagine an artist singing all their songs and there's no background? People will be like, right. no. Well, background. It's beautiful. I love it. You know, even with those um, attempted um, record deals that I had in the past, other people wanted for me more than I did. You know, I'm like, I'm fine right here. I love this background. It's great. And it's an art, too. Some people don't know that. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't just say, just because you know the part, you can't. You have this called dynamics. You have to know when to be loud and when to bring it down. You have to know about vibrato, when you go, ah, to, ah, you know, you got to know cutoffs. I mean, it's an art. It's just like, it's beautiful. You would have found that there are a lot of singers and everybody, just because you can sing a lead does not mean you can sing a background. Mm-hmm. And, and, it's interesting, and, and, and background is, you know, well, I like to call them supportive vocalists, because if you think about any, song you're absolutely right with you what you just said it cannot exist without the background singers and there's nothing there's nothing more beautiful than when you have uh the supportive vocalists in sync with one another on a live performance okay. absolutely you know? absolutely freaking loopy yeah you know? yeah i've learned so much doing background for these artists like um for the shaka power then Melissa, you have power, and the the, the way you uh, pronounce each word. Then there's Freddie, <sighs> air, mm. you know. And then the, the rock and roll bands, you know, like the Mighty J. Giles band. I don't know if you're familiar with them. You got to, you know, power and be able to jump up and down and sing mm. you know, without missing a beat. So I've learned so much. 
and I've worked with background with so many fabulous background singers. It's all mm. like separation, all of us. We all know each other or sang with each other, either on a gig or a tour or in the studio. It's great. Wow. Yeah. And knowing how to, there's another piece too, knowing how, because tours can be long and tours can be a lot on the, on, on the main vocalist. Uh-huh. Um, knowing how to cover the notes. Right. And, 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 listen, and, and Mariah Carey is one of my faves that's famous for that. Her her person that was covering her notes was a male, in fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That you know, when a nice you may not have it, you know, and, and that, you know, audience gives zero about what you don't have. But yeah. you but, but a, a well-crafted uh, group of supportive vocalists, when the main artist doesn't have it, they have a step in yes. and and cover it that's absolutely i could tell you that the same thing there there have been a few times not not many times um but once or twice that i've gone to see shaka khan and um <laughs> she may not have been feeling well and she could still sing but she knows what her audience expects and she could point to any one of her Back right. vocalists and say, yeah. "Come on, girls, hit those notes for me," and they would blow, mm-hmm. blow. I mean, so you know, again, that that is just high accolades. Um, just being trusted like that, you know. Yeah. Um, as you may or may not know, we have a game that we play on this show. And it is called Rapid Fire. Therese, please explain the game. Uh, sure will. Okay, Andrika. So it's a word association game, okay. right? So I'll say a word, okay. and you know, you say what immediately comes to mind. There are no right or wrong answers at all. These are all coming from whatever you think, whatever connects for you. And it kind of gives our audience like a peek behind the veil, you know, um, we don't we don't really consider this show an interview type show. It's a more like conversational. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think, there's no wrong answers. And someone just asked, thank you, Elisa, what is your zodiac sign? Leo. Leo. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, 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 so stuff pop. Can you see the chat to your right? Oh, okay. Under comments. Comments. Okay. Yeah, you see, comments. I you can see the running the running chat. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we got a whole folk over there. So I'm gonna go first and then Giovanna's gonna go second. So oh, let, let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Okay. My first word is God. Universal. Community. Family. Acting. Imagination. Tracy Moore. Teacher. She's actually a little more than a teacher. She, you know, she mm-hmm. gives guidance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is a teacher still. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Theater. Drama. <laughs> Good and bad. <laughs> Love. 
harmony. Hmm. Supportive vocalist. Worthy. Hmm. 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 And Hall. Every woman. Am I going to get a feedback on what I just said? Like, you're going to tell me who I am? <laughs> oh, no. Actually, oh. no. You, no, you're, you're, you're telling, telling us. us who you are. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, re- it reveals, you know, we it, the audience responds. You're, you're actually sharing parts of you. What, and, you know, and don't think about it. Just whatever comes to mind, you know. Because um, okay. your first thoughts are always the ones that are most uh, uh, authentic. Okay. You know? Um, my last word is going to be mm, industry. Say that again. The industry. Mighty. Thank you. Thank you. Javon, you're up next. Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> what do people say? Uh-oh, when I go. Like... <laughs> That's interesting. Okay, so since you said that, I have to I have to start off this way. Yeah, see? Javon. Javon? Javon. Mystery. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Personality. Did you say personality? Yes, ma'am. Grand. Complexion. Beautiful. Oh, costume. Fashion. Art. Abundance. Stage. Presence. Will Downing Moody Freddie Jackson Wonderful Melissa Morgan So many things are, I got to catch something. <laughs> Talented. Shaka Khan. Royalty. Playing our game. <laughs> yes. 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 And did I tell you guys, I also, because I do a little acting too yeah. in theater. So I won an Adelco award for, for best um, featured actress in a musical. Isn't that great? That is That's amazing. Amazing. Yes, I'll yeah. do a little acting as well. Um mm-hmm. I'll I'll be doing a little more eventually when everybody can be around each other. Exactly. You know, right. Contact. Right. Um and um yeah that's that's been fun. So I wanted to add that that I do I'm an actress as well as a singer and a writer, songwriter. 
So ever what, thought about taking that book that you're going to put out in the world? Hint, hint, hint. Okay. Uh-huh. Making it, making it a one-woman show. Mm, what about yeah. that? To kind of combine combine your acting and your, your singing. That's something to think about. I never thought about it like that. Therese. <laughs> I can see it for you. I totally can see it for you, you know, because I'm pretty sure you have an amazing array of stories that are just that's just living in your head that need to come out on paper. Yeah, and, and, stories and some things I can't even talk about. And, but, and, um, but, but the things that you can't talk about, you can just change the names to, to protect the guilty. You know what I'm saying? Well, or just, you know, or, or even sculpting. I mean, they're not horrible stories or anything, but they're just a little personal. personal. Nothing like yeah. Not like that, but yeah. Well, I'll, 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 I'll like four acts with um, those little nuances and, you know, and, and the intersections are of song and, you know, we're not hard to please, you know. Yeah, that, <laughs> would, that could be very, very nice. And, you know, when you do write your book, please do an audio version because your voice is very soothing. Oh, that's nice. So please do an audio book. Uh-huh. I don't know whether or not, I mean, and because you, you are acting, I don't know if you've done any voiceovers. or. I have in the past, but not nothing major, you know, nothing major. I've done, you know, you know, some jingles too, um, a lot of background jingles and radio jingles. So I kind of do a lot of, uh, you know, stories. I mean... I was looking at the word story, and that's why I said story. I do a, a lot of different things, kind of. I, I sing and stuff. Yeah, you you're yeah, very I'm you're very talented, multi talented, and yeah. um, that's one of the reasons I just had to have you on this show. Um, well, thank you. I thank you so yeah. very much for your yes. So thank you, and yeah. you this know, time right? You're not gonna tell that story. Right? <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but here I am, and I'm I, glad I do. I you like know, it. You guys are oh, so warm and nice. Oh, well, thank, thank, you. You. thank you, thank you, yeah. and, and 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 I never talk about when I get my feelings hurt on on air. <laughs> I never talk about when people when people reject me. <laughs> Oh, well, nobody likes rejection. Yeah. Actually, I kind of do sometimes. Well, it depends on what the what this situation is, right? Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, please, please reject and don't, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? Sometimes a no is not right now. It's not a necessarily no. It it's is good. That's what that was. That was that's what that was, Javon. That yeah. no was at that time. But it was good to hear Therese say that, okay, because we've had – We've had that discussion on some other topics, but we'll get back to that next week. But <laughs> remember that you said that. Sometimes no is just not right now. Right. There you go. So right. we, we have another ask for you. Another um, what? Ask. Oh, okay. I thought you said without the K. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> the two S's. We have another ask for you. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Ask. Outside of, I'm sorry. Outside of when you get ready to do your one woman show, that you know you help let us help you promote it. Oh, carry on, Javon. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hint, hint. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, okay. So we we have also a 24 hour radio station. 
which your music is played on. Yeah, yeah. Actually, some some of the 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 music that I found in preparation to this show that I didn't previously have, I'm like, well, hold up, hold up. I didn't know that. So those things will be uploaded and. It's um, completely licensed by ASCAP, BMI, so can, and so, you know, royalties are paid and that sort of thing. So we would like a drop for the radio station and for this show. So it's two separate drops. The first one being, hi, this is Andrika Hall, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Okay. Am I ready? Well, I'm ready. But ready? Okay. Yes, ready. Hi, this is Andrea Hall, and you're listening to one more time. Hi, this is Andrea Hall, and you're listening to WJBR Internet Radio. Keep it right there. I love that. Ooh, that was perfect. Okay. And as you may or may not know, we make different intros and outros for the show. Uh, that feature our guests. So for that, um, hi, this is Andrika Hall, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Okay. <clears throat> hi. This is Andrika Hall, and you're in the basement with... Oh, God. Don't tell me. I had it. Okay, I... one more time. Okay. Hi. This is Andrika Hall, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. But I'm going to ask for it one more time. Okay, why? No, it wasn't your fault. It was my fault. I started to speak when you um, started. So I need to shut up. That was my fault. I'm sorry. Okay. Hi, this is Andrika Hall, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Perfect. That was perfect. So when when it's cut up, it it won't have my stupid. Can you do it again? No, that was perfect. Unless you feel like singing something, you want to sing it, you can sing it. Uh. When you see some of the outtakes, they're very funny because they're visual, you know. So they're pieces like. Yeah, so the, the pieces that don't be surprised if you see her keep the yeah yeah. <laughs> oh. Hi, Enrico Hall, and you're in the basement with Javon and Therese. Boom! See right. now, now, now. You got all the world, all the funnies. Yeah, there you go. See, so she's you like, you know what? I'm really picky because when I'm in the studio, the engineer or the producer can go, "Oh, that's great." I'm like, "No, no, no! Let me do it one more time, one more time." So I would be doing this all day if you let me. No, let me do one more. <laughs> but okay, we're good. We're good. We're very good. We're very good, and we love you. You're you're dope. You're dopeness, and we appreciate you. Thank, Thank you, you so guys, much. For so your much. See, see, we Thank you, audience. Huh? We ain't hurt you this time, see? No, this time? <laughs> I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Okay. Um, everybody, everybody oh. out there. Exactly, isn't it? See? Yeah. You tell somebody. You got to tell somebody. Everybody have a beautiful, beautiful rest of your weekend. And happy Labor Day weekend. 
everybody. Be safe out there, y'all. Yes. That. That. (laughs) What's up, everybody? This is Cy Smith, and you are in the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. In the basement with Javon and Therese. With the basement. Hey, with Javon and Therese. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, I dig that. Brent in the basement with Javon and Therese. Still in the basement, no longer alone, with my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show. Which you're going to rest. Yeah. Brunch in the basement. Which you're going to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, everybody's a friend in my head. I already know everybody. <laughs> One day I'll tell you about me and Shaka Khan, but you know. <laughs> yeah, but she doesn't know anything about it. But anyway, no, she doesn't. She just she wasn't even there actually. But anyway, all our losses though, Jay. Just in case I should meet Shaka Khan, I want to smell really, you know, oh, nice. Oh, God. <laughs> okay, dokey, man, whatever you say. What's on? So, and we thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah, thank well, thank you. you. This part, that little piece, I'm just gonna keep and play it all the time for myself. <laughs> but no, And I think it's it's time to res to do a little rapid fire with um Mr. Ooh. Richard Pryor Jr. I think so. I think so. So don't worry, we won't hurt you. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.